There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast. I am Frank Styles. Hey, I've been gone for a long time. You guys haven't heard from me since that last episode, the special edition of Who Killed Martin Luther King. But I am back. I've been uh, working on getting you guys out a new show and new content. If you've been following me on Instagram, um, you may have seen that I've been busy trying to get some work done to bring uh, content out to you guys, my listeners. But today, I am proud to announce that I have, via telephone, special guests in the Styles Ball Studios. And these guys have content that is great. It's funny. It's family-oriented. And it's very, very uh, relatable. And uh, from the podcast, Real Talk with Ghost and Big G, I got my guys, Ghost and Big G, in the building. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest podcast, fellas. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Yeah, what's going on? Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. How you doing out there? How you doing today, Frank? Man, it's you know how it is. It, it was hump day today, I think, right? Is today Tuesday? No, it ain't even hump day. Is it? Is it Tuesday? No, today, today is definitely hump day. Definitely uh, oh, Tuesday, yeah. let's see. Hump day? <laughs> I can't, I can't keep up yeah. with it, man. I can't keep up with it. So today is hump day. I, <laughs> I feel like it's Tuesday. I can't keep up with my days right. anymore, man. Can't keep up with them. We is moving. <laughs> I hear you. That's a good thing, though. It means that you're staying busy. I'm, I'm means tr- you're putting in that work. I'm, I'm trying to, man. I am trying to. So, man, you know, let me just say this, man, I, and, and I'm not saying this. I want to thank you guys for coming on to the show. I've been um, following uh, you guys, and after following you and just going through and listening to, you know, binging and listening to your podcast, it's great, man. You know, the only thing that I would say is you guys need to give – Give us great listeners another thirty minutes. You need to do about an hour of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got that too. We, we've yeah. got that, and uh, we, we thought about it. Um, uh, it's, it's, on the, it's on the table. We, we definitely thought about it. We uh, we try to put it out weekly. That way, um, uh, keep you know, keep everybody, you know, keep everybody fresh. But uh, you know, we, we've been we've been thinking about that. We're going we're going to study it a little bit more. We, we really been thinking about that lately. Absolutely. And a lot of it came from from uh. I guess we thought about it is from the mindset if you're going to work out at the gym or something right. like that, car ride, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. Right. That's all we kind of came up with the 30 minute format. But uh, that's definitely something you've been thinking about, though. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. But I mean, even the content that you're getting in there in the in, in within 30 minutes is great. It, it's great. It's something. It doesn't take me 30 minutes to get to. Uh, to my office from my house. I'm not that far, but we're, we're moving into a new building. Mm-hmm. So I can listen to, okay. I, can, I can listen to the show. If I didn't catch it, when you dropped it, I can listen to the show, you know, on the way and have my laugh yep, for the day, <laughs> have my yeah, laugh for the day. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's our goal right there. That's our goal. for Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and then the other thing is, the other thing is if I can't get my laugh for the day on, uh, you know, uh, via the podcast, I can always check out your Instagram, and I know B- Ghost's going to have something crazy out there, funny to make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to keep it, truly try to, we'll try to keep it fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it, I, I have to be honest, is probably more self-entertainment. <laughs> right. Uh, right. A lot of it's, lot of it's self-entertainment, so I can make him laugh, or he can make me laugh. Right. We hope. That it would make you know the audience, make others in the audience laugh. Right? That's, man, that's the idea. Man, it's hilarious. I, I, I mean, well, one when you were talking about the chemistry from the person that said that you guys had good physics, yeah. physics, <laughs> the physics, physics right, <laughs> good yeah. physics. <laughs> yeah, that heard one, the chemistry. Never heard of physics. Yep, yep. Still going on. That, that's a special relationship right there. That was hilarious. <laughs> it, it, real tight. And then, and then I, I'm, I'm assuming you, you're like me. You, you're, you're working out. You're trying to be on your diet and eat right. And then you showed that yeah. the amount of food that you were eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you were real small that night. Yeah. They were. Had to give a call. Had to give a call for that one. Big G, you Big G. They were extra small. Yeah, and I make sure you got get get uh, get nourishment out there. Yeah. That's crazy, uh, man. I, 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 that was crazy, yeah, man. As the wife, you know, she's she's my partner in crime. She, she's a good sport, so uh, she she doesn't kill me too much when I kind of put her on blast a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not because it might cost you twelve cents. Say, oh yeah, <laughs> right. I can't 
Now, now, Big G, now I, I got some stuff for you, man. Now, I've heard some of your rants. Okay. Now, I'm going to help you out on some of your rants oh, yeah. really quick, okay? <laughs> now, I'm going to start with the first okay. one because I had a question for you so to, to give you the, the correct answer. So, okay. the, the, the situation with the tickets, right? Yes. Tell me, now, yes. with the tickets, was there an agreement for the person to pay you for the tickets? The agreement, yes, there was agreement that he had to pay for the tickets. Yes. Okay. Now that that was a a real unfortunate situation that happened that occurred. Right. True. Okay. But okay, <laughs> I got you. I got you. So so for for all of our listening audience, what happened was these guys actually we, we have a lot in common because I run a a a, um, a youth. Uh, program for football. Uh-huh. These guys actually run a youth program for basketball, so they do coaching for basketball yeah, with the yeah, kids. Yeah. Right. Wow, okay. So, so they were taking, you know, Big G was taking them to taking the kids to a game, and he picked yeah. up the tickets for the game. Am I am I right, Big G? You picked up the tickets for the game. I laid, I laid, I laid all the money out for them. Yeah. Okay. Out of, your box, out of my pocket. Yeah. Okay. And the parents are supposed to reimburse you the day of the game, as they, you know, the kids get dropped off or whatever. Where we're going to meet them at, right? That's right. Okay. So, one parent came up with a situation. You said it was was it forty eight hours or two days prior? It, it was about it was about, about a day and a half, almost two days prior. He gave okay. me pretty, he gave me ample notice. Okay. Like okay. So fair, he gave fair notice, right? Yeah, fair notice. So he gave you pretty enough for forty eight hours. He, a death occurred in the family. We yeah. know that stuff happens. There's no way for you to know when that's yeah. going to happen. And so the right. question the question that Big G had was, does he still need to get his money back? So I thought about that, yeah. and I was like, "Well, that depends. Did he agree to pay, you know, to reimburse him for, or was this like a sort of like a, a gathering thing where, kid, you know, tickets were donated? But if he agreed to pay Big G, oh. you know what I mean? If he agreed to reimburse right, you, right, right. Uh, good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if he agreed to reimburse you, right? You give him a week, and then yeah. you go get your money. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the support, that. Yeah. I definitely thought about it. I wasn't sure how to, how to handle it. That's why I put it out there to see if uh, if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And uh, I definitely, uh, like I said, it was an unfortunate situation. Not a lot of matter, but uh, it was a situation that you know, I couldn't I couldn't prevent. I can't control, but I need my money. You know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got some bills to take care of also. Right? You give them, you give them a and, chance. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, that in, the, in the poll was majority. Most people thought, Big G was petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the feedback we got. Right? The feedback was he was petty. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no way. He's a good friend of mine, so I actually gave him a little bit longer than uh, what I said. But ultimately, he came through for me. So. Okay. I, I challenged him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other situation at Dunkin' Donuts, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with oh. Ghost. I'm, I'm with Ghost on this <laughs> yeah. one, bro. That, that's your fault, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is there anything else? I felt so rushed that day. Uh-huh. It was like, so, it was like it was out of my control. I, I forgot something. It wasn't his fault. I didn't order it true. But I felt so rushed that he made me, uh, you know, he forget. He was good. That's not right. He, he, he had better customer service than that. Come on. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Frank? What do you think? Man, listen. <laughs> you already took my side. Yeah, you're, you're sorry, sorry, no. on that. Okay. See, see, I, I'm with, I'm with Ghost. You know, you got to remember, man. You got to put it in your phone. You know, um, yeah. You got to make sure you got all that stuff down because you're gonna be more mad when you get back and you forget. Right. You know what I mean? And then you're re- yeah. you're gonna do what you did. You, you, you sort of took it out on them, but you didn't. You felt rushed. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> the wife said, "Go back." She wasn't gonna let me. She wasn't let me slide. She said, "You gotta go back and take care. Go get that." So yeah. uh, I, have, I have no choice. That's, that's a classic case of misplaced anger. See, that's, see that's, exactly. That's misplaced anger. Yeah. Exactly. 100% your fault. Yeah. You can't blame someone else. That's right. For you forgetting something. <laughs> that's true, but uh, in, the, in the moment, I felt totally different. <laughs> in the I, moment. I understand. I understand. So, you yeah. guys... You no, got to ask someone to blame. Right. That's right. That's right. So, you guys are putting out this great content, putting, you know, you're getting out there, you're getting some followers, um, great comments, you know, when, when you see it on... Um, iTunes and things like that. Um, I made sure that I gave you guys the five stars and put a nice comment out there as well. Um, 
Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the only way that um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be able to do this, especially as as black podcasters, is is to yep. uh, you know, to network. That's how you you find out things. Absolutely. We help each other. Yep. Um, the one thing I want to know: How did you guys? Because um, you guys are brothers, correct? Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Brothers. How did you guys come up with the idea of having a podcast? I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Ghost explain this one. All right. So for me, it was. You know, I've I've always had the ambition to do something in radio. Uh, you know, I, I I failed at trying to get acting gigs and things of that nature. But I always wanted to do something in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I figured if I couldn't do something on TV, and, and it, honestly, Frank, it just kind of came to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I pointed at my sound. It just came to me. I was like, man. I said, I could probably do a, a podcast. I got a laptop, get a microphone. I said, let me just try that. I said, look, it looks like it's pretty cheap to get started. Mm-hmm. Granted, I, we're, no, we're no tech wizards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're no tech wizards. So I said, let me do a little homework, think about it, get the cost of how to set something like this up. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Big G and see what he, thought, what he thinks about it. Right. So I think it was like in uh, early November. I did my little homework and said, all right, maybe we could put something together, see what, it, see what it's like. I called them up. I remember it was a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, right. I said, yo, Gene, I said, um, what do you think about doing a podcast? Just like that. What do you think about doing a podcast? He didn't hesitate. He said, let's do it. Yeah. No. That's good, let's man. Do it. He said, yeah. He said, you know, it was something. And then the fact that the second part of it was, you know, we're actual brothers. He got two kids. I got two kids, as you might know. We're business, right? Mm-hmm. So we figured that if we did something like this on a weekly basis, it was something that would keep us close and, and, and something that we could look forward to doing together. Right. So our parents, you know, and that's the, hence the reason a lot of our clean content. <laughs> we have a lot of family that listens to it. Gotcha. So they... they they like to see the closeness of us working together and things of that nature. And, you know, it's fun. You know, you, you can't get a better co-host, in my opinion, than someone that you're actually tight with. Mm-hmm. So the chemistry, I figured, would, would be on point. And it's natural. So, you know, we don't, we don't have to, you know, push it. We don't have to fake it. It's just us being kind of us. So that was kind of, you know, my take on, on, on doing it, just from a, you know, if no one won't hire me to do something in radio, I'll, I'll create it myself. Create it yourself, man. Right. That, that's the whole beauty. That's the whole beauty of having these different platforms. You know, all you, like you said, all you need is a computer and a microphone, and you can get the rest right. of it done. So that's great, man. And you can tell, like, when, when you're listening to the podcast, you can tell it's natural. And that's um, when, right. when you're yeah. being yourself and you're not forcing anything, it, it's so much yep. better. So that's 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 awesome, man. Yeah. That's great stuff. Um. And for me, Frank, uh-huh. I mean, for me personally, you talking uh, I see it as therapeutic, man. It's really, it's really, it's really something that I look forward to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, weekly. It's something that, it's thing that happens every day. Yeah. Well, of course, the day is the natural things that happen to me, and uh, I always want to talk about it. I always want to share my thoughts with other people and just get some feedback from other people. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty cool that this platform is there. So when I heard about it, you know, he brought to my attention. I was like, "Hey, that's that's cool. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, try something different. Get out, get out your yeah. comfort zone." Yeah, uh, I think it, I think you touched on it, Frank. It's, it's also great to network. It. That's I, right. I don't know. I can't tell you how many people like yourself, you know, who has a you know a great platform. Yeah, yourself, we're, we're here sitting with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as you as you probably noticed, once you connect with someone especially on a podcast level, like, like we're doing here, mm-hmm. it's like almost having a friend for life. Right. It's like having yeah. a friend for life. That's true. I, you know, and, and, and just, just from the networking standpoint alone, it's, it's been, uh, it's been great. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that, um, that I like is the interaction, um, that you have and, 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 and some do, you know, a lot of podcasters that do it consistently like we do, um, some of them interact, some of them don't, but you always interact. It doesn't right. matter. And it doesn't have to be, necessarily something you're putting out there. if i just put something out there you know what i mean and i was like oh and and right. i felt like and then you would respond and talk and i felt like i knew you you know i just felt that comfortable yeah you know and so that's right. that's that's great and and that's what a lot of people don't understand about podcasting you know networking is important 
um, that's how we both grow followers, you know. So, um, yeah. you know, you know, and you could you can do a whole bunch of different things. So that's great, man. I, I just always was curious, just wanted to know how you guys got started and how you came up with the idea. But it is absolutely great. And as we um, close out the show towards the end, what we'll do is make sure that everybody has your Instagram and all your social media stuff and the name of the show okay. and what platforms you're on and mm-hmm. get them out there. But let's get into some news a little bit, fellas. I got some stuff for you. Oh. Talk to All both. Right, talk to both of y'all. Now, let me ask you this: You, but you guys got kids. I got kids. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. sure. You want them? You want them? Uh, you want your kids to uh, go to college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm, we're, I'm actually going through that process right now. Right yeah. We're going through that process right now. Right. Okay. Okay. I know we talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make sense? But yeah, I think that's the goal. For the, that's the goal. Okay. To get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Y- y'all know any plugs that um might be able to just get you guys hooked up, you know, by paying a certain fee so that you could get them in there to one of these uh top top ranked schools? I'm 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 gonna try to get a hold of uh, Aunt Becky. Yeah. I'm I'm Becky. She's hooking her kids. You know, yeah. She can hook mine up. Yeah. <laughs> she. She's definitely um. It's definitely crazy. So for our listening audience, what we're actually talking about is a scandal. Um, that has taken place that uh, it was on the news yesterday. It was actually a college admissions cheating scandal. And basically, there was this guy, and I think his last name is Winger, if I'm correct. Let me just make sure. I think so, yeah. His last mm-hmm. name is Winger. His name is actually William Rick, I'm sorry, William Rick Singer. Singer okay. actually owned a for-profit uh, Newport Beach college admissions company. And basically, this for-profit uh, admissions company is in the midst of this whole scheme and according to, to the court yep. documents wealthy parents paid to have him and others facilitate their children's cheating on college entrance exams and admission right. to elite universities as athletes regardless of whether they played the sport um, is what you know the uh, the fed, feds are actually saying um, yes. he was also a CEO yeah. of, of a company called Key Worldwide Foundation um, yep. which provided education to underprivileged students. And they basically alleged that Singer instructed parents to make payments to the fake charity under the guise of the charitable donations. So he basically, wow. they caught up with him, and he basically, you know, once the feds catch up with you, the feds already pretty much 99.9% of the time already have yeah. the goods on you. They know you've already done something. Oh, yeah, already know. Yeah, already you know. know. So, it's a done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal. done deal. He got caught up. And these right. were elite schools, some of them, um, one here in North Carolina, uh, Wake Forest. Um, as a matter of fact, guys, what's crazy is I heard this morning the volleyball coach was caught up in the scheme. They had him on the local yeah. news here. And he mm-hmm. he basically took something, I guess the daughter, someone, I forgot whose daughter it was, but they were putting on a wait list. It's not like she didn't get in school. They put her on a wait list. And basically, through this guy, they were able to manip- manipulate the system. And the coach put her on as if she had a scholarship for volleyball. And she mm-hmm. didn't to get her into the school a lot faster. Now, mm-hmm. my question and my problem that I have with this whole situation is they better lock every single one of them up, including the celebrities, include those right. big attorneys that were involved, and these rich, right. these the rich CEOs. Yeah. 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 I was going to say these rich CEOs because there was a there was a woman. um, I don't know if you guys heard or remember, but I think it was last year. There was a woman that was trying to a woman of color that was trying to. She basically used a different address. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen this in the past for different sports. We see it all the time. Mm -hmm. She was using a different address so that her son could go to a better school. They found this out and they locked her up. She got five years for it. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. Five years she she she, she got for that, you know, and you would think maybe she would pay a fine, maybe some type of probation or something right. or community service. They locked her up for five years because she wanted her son to have a better education. And here we have elitist or one percenters, people that are rich, that have money, that are capable of paying for their children to go to school, and they used a plug to get their kids in school a lot faster. And not only that, if they scored low on their SATs or if the scorings were incorrect, they paid, this guy paid uh, someone, the person that handles the SAT scores, to change their 
test right. answers. To change it. Yeah, and to make them higher. Mm-hmm. You know right. that. You know. And, and I and I think too, Frank, that if I'm not mistaken, I think there was some incidents as well where they had others taking the test. Mm, yep. Some of them, oh, yeah. if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and I think one of the persons I think made over twenty five million dollars throughout this whole scam. Yep. So they're also even making money off of this. So yeah, it's crazy. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I've heard one more. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, to that to the woman who got caught with the address, I think that the knock they were trying to use against her that she wasn't she's utilizing the the town dollars as far as she's not paying the taxes. Mm-hmm. But I think they almost tried to get her like on a, on like a tax or right, 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 something like that. You know, which which is ridiculous. That is ab- unbelievable. And yeah. five years. Right? Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. But I just think about yeah. hardworking people like ourselves. Um, you know, don't matter. it doesn't matter what color you are, but hardworking people that want their kids to go to college who some of these kids get on scholarships, they, they get, you know, student loans, and they work hard and they do mm-hmm. all the right things that we teach them or society teaches them. And then you end up... Um, with people that have the money to pay, that are basically born, right. you know, born into wealth, and then you're still cheating right. the system to take advantage of people that don't have those same opportunities um, as some of those other kids. Mm. To me, that's just wrong, and and I I just don't think. That's a crime. Yeah, it's a crime, yeah. and they need to be locked up. Yeah. You know, and and the reason I'm bringing this up is in this day and age, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you you would think that they would be locked up, but I mean. Don't be shocked. You don't, right? They don't get locked up. Don't be shocked. Right? Don't be shocked. Money, uh, yes. Don't be shocked at all. So that was a. I thought that was a, a interesting story, and um, I'm definitely going to keep abreast on I that. Mean, they got to they make an example. They got. They have to make an example of them, especially when it comes to you know you have some high profile names that's involved in it. it, it this scandal casts a, a, a wide web at the same time. Right. But you got to make. You got to make some examples, obviously. Yeah. Got to make some examples. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, we gotta follow that story. We gotta track that story. You're right. Yeah, I keep up with that one because I want to know what what are they you know what are they gonna do uh, for um, to these people that actually uh, that this happened to. Um, another interesting piece that uh, just came up in my news feed was um, black workers are actually suing UPS for dim- discrimination. Um, says 19 UPS workers say managers and supervisors enabled and even encouraged hate at their Ohio distribution center. And um, you guys can check this out. It's courtesy of CNN. But basically, it looks like they've okay. done they've done some things um, where they have some nooses hanging in the warehouse of a UPS wow. center in um, uh, Ohio. So Ohio? that's the problem right there. Yeah. UPS is... If this is found to be true, that's going to be a problem for them. And apparently, uh, let's see, what are they? They're actually saying that managers and supervisors enabled and even encouraged the hate at the distribution center in Maumee, Ohio. Um, there was a lawsuit filed today uh, in Lucas County Court in Ohio, and it's basically saying that, you know, I guess some workers were being uh, saying, you know, racist stuff and. Um, there's a mm-hmm. photo here of a ladder, and against the wall it has a UPS, like you know, somebody like it has a monkey with a UPS, like a brown shirt, wow. and it says safety mm-hmm. on it, and it said uh, a monkey doll was dressed as a UPS employee and placed near black workers, um, and mm-hmm. one worker says a group text message from white coworkers about possible lottery winnings in july of 2016 contain racially driven and offensive messages and if including if you feel down and out the noose is loose can we buy another noose with the winnings and like clint east would say like clint eastwood said hang them high what is going on in ohio that is crazy unbelievable yeah i mean you're seeing so many cases of situations like this and especially now with Social media being so prevalent, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think now it, this is nothing new. To be honest with you, I think it's just you're, you're able to see this more. Yeah, yeah. So I always, I mean, we're always talking about this. When I hear stories like this, mm-hmm. the first thing I think of is the locker room mentality. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a lot of companies, a lot of, a lot of jobs. They, they they think that because we work together, because we uh, we're here all day together, 
and we can make jokes by each other. But jokes is only funny if two people find funny. That's, that's right. That's been, they're not seeing it. They're not seeing the fact that these are personal discriminatory uh, comments that they're putting out there. But it's not funny. You know? and, and, and to me, it's like, to me, which I, is, I mean, it's not funny, but I don't understand why people do this or, or companies do this when you, you know right. everyone has camp. Everyone, everyone has to get out. Right. That's so right. To me, it's like, are you, are you trying to lose your job? Or are you, are you, like, what is the purpose of doing this? It's, it's going to come out. That's right. It's going to come out. Yeah. Well, it's funny you. It is, it is. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, because I'm going to interrupt you, but it's funny you're saying that because it says uh, lawyers say in the lawsuit in the incident, the incident was reported to management, but no disciplinary disciplinary measures were taken. And the mm-hmm. white co workers, check this mm-hmm. out. Check this out. How many times have we heard this? Mm-hmm. The white co workers maintained it was a joke, according to the lawsuit. Yeah, because that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, funny, funny, two people funny, funny, right? yeah. I, mean, I, I had, I had a situation. This was years ago. It's probably right out of out of college. Mm-hmm. And, and just having, you know, I, have, I have a lot of white friends. You know, we we, we get along. We have a great time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, sometimes people get too comfortable. Right. I, I had a situation where I, I would go out to lunch, lunch every day. I think Vicky, I told you before, just to share. I used to go out to lunch every day. This, this was in my dad eating. Days. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> junk food, junk food days. This is ghost talking. I would honestly eat KFC every day for lunch. Right, right. KFC for lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm the only black black employee at the job. Right. You know, going. Right. I'm only black employee at the job. I would bring the KFC back to the office. Right. So they'll see it. <laughs> right. Even at, even at my desk. Right. Even at my desk. So. When I would come back to my desk, and this is probably what early early nineties, mm-hmm. they would make they would make jokes. Hey, oh, not surprised. Right. Oh, figured. Looking to meet that chicken. They would say all types of crazy stuff. Right. Just because they felt comfortable that you know. Right. They knew you. Right. They knew you were friends. Mm-hmm. Tell me that their, their favorite thing would say. Oh, you know, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Right. Yeah, no right. disrespect. Right. You know. And, and, and people people get comfortable and you know they they try to. You know, it makes a, a hard working environment. You know, it's not, it's not cool. It, it, it's yeah. definitely not cool. And they um, all go on to say, and I mean, and you guys definitely check this out because they're showing the photos. But it says workers allege a game of hangman was played with black stick figures. Um, lawyers also wow. say a white driver for UPS refused to deliver a package in September 2016 because she did not want to deliver to Enverville. Or go to in oh, in city, according to the lawsuit. Right. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, it also says yeah, the workers. Are, class, class action lawsuit. Yep. That's a class action lawsuit. It okay. says it, it, it's it, it's, it's bad, man. It says uh, they accuse them also of denying black workers opportunities within the company on the basis of their race. So. That is. Yeah, I was last year. I was last year about that. Yeah, also. Yeah. And I've heard situations like there's some UPS people I know in the company. Oh yeah. I've heard that wow. that they, they, they don't get the uh, opportunities as far as management in in higher higher paying jobs. Right. That I've have heard that. And when I look at this, as big as UPS is, and as much money as UPS has, they're not asking for a lot of money. I mean. Lawyers are asking a judge to award each worker at least twenty-five thousand in damages, relief to address the company's pattern and practice of discrimination, as well as legal as all legal costs. Nah, we'd have to do the more than that. Yeah, we have to do more than that. Oh man, yeah, aim a little higher than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't say how many employees are suing, right? I'm curious. Um, let's see. I don't. They're not, but that's just, that, that sounds way too low. Yeah, it doesn't show. It doesn't show how many of them are. Oh no, I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, twenty five thousand each. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's good. That's, that's mm. no. yeah. They got to aim a little higher. Yeah. It, some, I, I'm no legal expert, <laughs> but that sounds like you're not aiming high enough. You're definitely not aiming. Almost like negotiating. You got to go a little higher. You know what you really want? Yeah. We're talking about UPS. I mean, and and at the end of the right. day, you yeah. know what? You know, goes to your point earlier about when we were talking about the 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 rich people paying, you know, to get their kids in college. You got to make an example, right? You go and sue. Yeah. You go sue them. You go sue them for a couple million dollars. And 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 yeah. if this, they have photos and evidence of this stuff. They they that they will make sure because company one thing it, it's no different in sports. You hit these guys in the pocket, they'll make sure they don't do these antics yeah. again. 
and that's what you got to you got to take the same thing uh, same approach with ups but that one i found very very interesting because ups is supposed to be one of those uh companies that don't you know and, and they they put out a statement you know obviously we don't tolerate this et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. right right um i know at mm-hmm. my at, at my job we have um multicultural um events every year um that we yep. do it and uh, they were doing okay. it once a year but this year they're doing something different every quarter and, and it's not just what's cool is when you think of multicultural you're like okay you know you usually think of black and brown people but they're doing it for disabled people um veterans yeah. things like that um so you know i, I think sometimes the, the rules on the books are outdated and then you know no one ever updates or thinks about how our times have changed and when times change you got to change your rules and you got to enforce um you know enforce uh you know make sure people like this don't have these type of behaviors because it's just ridiculous but that's that's an interesting one that's going to be an interesting one to uh to to, to follow I, that is that is crazy well, you guys did make sure you check that out at cnn.com you'll see some of the images and i it's a good thing it looks like someone took pictures so that's that's always good yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like, documentation. Sounds like that branch needs some. Sounds like that branch needs some, uh, some uh, diversity training yeah. or some sort of uh, you know overhaul of, of management. Of management. He said it was alert. It was reports management. Nothing was done. Nothing was done. So yep. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Change things over there. Um. All right. So that was the news uh, that I had on you know on those two things that I found that were interesting. Now we're gonna move on to uh, a little bit of sports with you guys, right? Um, yes. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, you guys are you guys are in the city, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. What is going on <laughs> in New York right now? What are people yeah. saying? What are the fans saying? You're right there, my guy. OBJ mm-hmm. is 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 yep. uh you know a, a Cleveland Brown officially. What what yeah. is going yeah. on? What 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 are they saying? What are the fans saying in 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 New York? I'll let you big chief. You take it first, and I'll, I'll follow up. It was big chief, so let me let me say, I am I am on the in the on on in the boat of saying good riddance mm. to OBJ. Okay. <laughs> I um listen, I, me personally, and I think a lot of fans are here to be. So he was, although he's very uh, a very good player, we can't deny that. I think his his antics and his his uh his me attitude caught, hurt the team more than helped the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think uh, it showed. You know, when they, uh, I think in the contract, he goes and does this interview with the, uh, I think it's ESPN with Lil Wayne. He's basically, yeah, I remember that. Blowing up, uh, yeah, he's down on the quarterback and like to say, like, you know, I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't. Yeah, that, at that time, he should kind of put all his his, uh, his effort into the team, supporting his quarterback, and just being like a leader, of, uh, a leader basically. So. I think he had a chance to do that. I think I think good ratings. I think uh, you know they'll be better off without him, and I think it'll show in time. But uh, the fans are—I mean, most most fans are you know, agree with me. There's some fans out there say they, uh, you'll know, get rid of that kind of talent, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that's from a giant standpoint and the Jets standpoint. Everyone seems to be uh, be in love with their with their free agents frenzy. Uh, everyone loves uh, you know, Le'Veon and all the picks, the linebacker they're getting. So big big things going on in New York. That's for sure. Absolutely. I, I, this is mm-hmm. this, this is ghost, ghost talking, and, and I'll say you finished, right? I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> you totally disregard <laughs> everything you just said. Totally disregard. It makes makes no sense. No, get rid of them. No, no. I'm telling you, this is from the streets of New York. Your question was what the fans were saying. Yeah. The, the majority of the fans, Frank. Are against getting rid of him. No, and I, I'm going to tell, tell you why. It's, it's, what's the GM's name again? I've got the GM. Gentleman. Gentleman. Right. He's right. tearing the team down. Yeah. He's my team. He, he got rid of snacks. Yeah. He they let the Landon go. Yep. They let OBG uh, um, OB. Odell go. Odell go. Yeah. For what? Mm-hmm. These guys are one of the top three top three receivers in the game. Right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, after he got paid, right. he's been quiet. He's been quiet for the, mo- for the most part. He hasn't been too much of a distraction, right? Right. Except when he's, uh, he's acting like a dog on the field. I'm just showing it. He's <laughs> quiet as the entertainer crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's quiet Okay. He's gotten paid, right? He's a high draft pick. Why do you let them go? 
my whole thing, Frank, is why do you? I, I'm not a big fan of letting a known commodity go for potential. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I, I'm no GM, but you, he's a known. He's very good at what he does, and you got what a first and third third pick. Right. Right. Most people, they're mad. He's a season. You know how much season tickets. Cost to go to yeah, Giants games. Sure. He's a draw. So now you're going to a game where you got you're basically getting rid of your stars. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just, I mean, for the most part, I have to say, if you listen to sports radio here in New York, I understand Big G. But I don't know who the two people he spoke to. <laughs> the majority of the people are against him being traded. There's one thing I one you said it yourself. The three things you name: Odell, mm-hmm. Max. And uh, in Collins, yeah. What are they all? The big personalities. Mm-hmm. They their personality overshadows the team. Counting a few years ago, this is not about you. This is about team. If you listen to the fans of uh, these, these talk shows, Mike Francesa, mm-hmm. they are all on board with this. Uh, with get rid of Odell, and it's it, it only a matter of time. It was uh, it, it was the writing was in the wall. Why didn't last year? Why, why not get rid of him before you got paid? Russian. Yeah, but they gave him to the fans. Here's what I think, right? I love Odell. I think he's a, he's, I've never seen a wide receiver in a long time, you know, you know, as, as good as he is. I mean, you never yeah. see, you know, a guy that can take the slant to the house. That's not an easy thing to do. Right. Um, no. I think some of his play style, people get confused with him get confused as antics. And what I mean by that is when you see him, you know, everybody knows about the incident with the, the net, you know, and him, you know, yeah, talking yeah. to himself and doing all this stuff. I think for him, right. I think he's fired up. He wants to win. I think you want, yeah. you need that. I think you need that type of guy. Now I don't agree with the antics of going in there and throwing your quarterback under the bus. Who's won two Super Bowls with before you came, you don't do that. Even if you mm-hmm. feel a certain type of way about him, you go and address it with him. That's just me. However, right, right, I agree with that. Um, I'm not sold on on Ingram. Uh, I'm not sold on mm-hmm. um, what's the other kid from LSU that uh, came right after Odell did. Stafford. Yeah. Stafford. Yep. I'm yeah. not. I'm not sold yeah. on those guys. So I don't know. I'm sold. You know, everybody should be sold on Saquon. Obviously, he's a he's a yeah. phenom, right? Mm-hmm. However, yeah. you know. The thing is, because uh, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, okay, we're getting a couple picks. I was like, okay. But I'm like, now my, my question is, what are we going to do with those picks? Because that's what it's going to boil down to. It's going to boil down to what are, right. we, what are we going to do with those picks? And here's another side note for you guys. Dave Gettleman used to be the Carolina Panthers GM yeah. here, right? Did the exact same thing. Right. If you guys remember the year they cut Steve Smith, they cut Steve Smith. They got rid of – well, Mushin Muhammad was on his last legs anyway. You know, he was getting ready yeah. to retire. But they got rid of Mushin. Um, they got rid of um, one of the linebackers. I forgot who it was. But he. they had been there years here in Carolina and had been the core of that mm-hmm. offense. And people said the same thing. But here's the thing. The following year, they went to the Super Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. I was talking to – I was talking to – a, uh, one of my uh, buddies who's a, a Panthers fan, and I told him, I was like, didn't they go to the suit? He's like, yeah. He said, but Frank, here's the thing. When he left, the Panthers didn't have any money. He said, because the money was okay. gone. So when it was time for them to sign some talent that was, you know, maybe better than, because, you know, we all know the draft's a crapshoot. You know, most of your talent, yeah, right. most right. of your talent is found in the third and fourth rounds anyway. You're going to have a few out of the first and second, but most of your talent's found in third and fourth, right. round, fourth rounds. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know, and I'm and I'm like I'm all for rebuilding, but why not just get rid of Eli too? I mean, let's just let's just let's keep yeah. it real for a minute. So I don't know mm-hmm. what he's going to do. Um, I I hope he does the right thing. I hope we, you know, um, they're they're talking about the kid from what Oklahoma and uh, the kid from uh, uh, Ohio State. Um, I pre- oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Murray. Yeah. I pre- oh, he's the top two quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer I would prefer the kid from Ohio State. Uh, personally, because he's got that build like a Cam Newton to me, um, and he's right. a, he's That's a pure right. pocket passer. But right. you know, it's one of them things, yeah. man. It is what it is. And um, one of the reporters said last night, though, she spoke with him briefly, and she mm-hmm. said he didn't seem surprised 
but he didn't seem excited either. He didn't, you know, right. he said he was taking it all in. And here's what I think. I think Odell was probably like, I'm paid now. There's no way they're going to pay me and then trade me or get rid of me. And at the end of the day, he not saying he's not going to love playing in Cleveland. He's going to ball out for you because that's what he does. But at the end of the day, you know, a Cleveland Brown, being a Cleveland Brown and being a New York Giant are two totally different things. A legacy can be yeah, built yeah, in New yeah, York. Parking wise, also, yeah, yeah. Sure. you know, and for his brain, for his brain, yeah, it make a difference. Yeah, so I just think I, I just didn't think he expected it. No, I think according to his tweet, I think he said that he was was kind of bittersweet. Mm. Yeah, I know he's going to play with his friend um, Landry, right? They're good friends. Yeah, yeah, they're best friends. Yeah, best friends are. Yeah, sorry, okay. Right, yeah, but like I said, he's just to, to me. They were all in agreement. I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I just always have a tough time trading your best player right. in his prime. Right. Because, okay, if you told me he was 30, 31 years old, still had a little trade value, I can understand. Mm-hmm. But to take someone and trade them away in their prime, right. I don't know. I don't know if that's football. But guys, you got to look at it this way, guys. Football is such a sport where continuity is the most important thing with the, in football, with the football team. If you look at Bill Bell, you have physics. Okay. <laughs> you got some of those things, right? So, if you look at Bill Belichick, what makes him successful is that they are one unit. There, there are no individuals on that team. There's one unit. If you are, if you don't play here, you're gonna be part of the Patriots. It's not gonna be about you. And I think that's what the Giants were missing. They, they, they got away from the whole defense first Giants, you know, way we play the game, Giants style. They got, they got too commercial, too, uh, you know, too social media and stuff like that. So. I think it's a blessing in disguise to get rid of them. You know, you got something you got to sell high. Mm-hmm. You got to sell high and cash in while you can. So that's it. They sold high, and uh, you got their picks back. I think they're going to be better off tomorrow for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The only time will tell, really. Yeah. yeah, time will tell. You know, if you're setting them up for the next yeah. four or five years, I get it. But you, you better do the right thing right. with the picks is, is what I would say. The other thing, too, goes to your point. I heard them say, uh, they were saying this morning, they felt like, you know, you know, because there were times when Odell and Eli weren't on the same page, but what they also said was they felt like to keep him happy that they had to force the ball to him. The play has to be for him. Right, that's right. And, you know, right. I, I, you know I can get that point because you don't want this guy – you know how wide receivers are, right? Wide receivers always yeah. – they always want the ball anyway. Even if they're, they're – Yeah. They're even if they're not open, yeah. they think they're open. You know, so there yeah. were a couple of times, you know, if you look at him last year, there were times where – uh, you know, last season he dropped the ball. He had a touchdown, a couple of them. Yeah. You know, he he dropped the balls, but you know he's gonna That's go. Game, yeah. he, he's gonna. This is gonna get past him. It'll die down. He'll show up at camp. He's gonna ball out. He's gonna dance. He's gonna do his whole Odell thing. But hopefully he'll mature enough to understand and look back on these things. And who knows? He might be like Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson came back to his team. You mm-hmm. know, after a while, where stuff didn't pan out. Now here's the thing. Everybody's happy about because I saw on Twitter. Everybody was happy about the Cleveland Browns, and I'm excited because I'm going to be tuning in too. But I'm going to tell you right yeah, now. If there's a, more pressure on them than it is on the Giants to win, because if they oh, do yeah. not win with this team that they have, they are going to be in trouble. Yeah. They better not come out of there 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> They're going to be in trouble. No, no they, they, they're looking for big things in Cleveland now. You're right. So, Baker Mayfield, yeah, you're right. They don't, they don't have any more excuses is my point. You know, they don't have any more excuses. So, We'll we'll see what's gonna happen with that, but you know, yeah, you I'm guys, watching that close also, yeah. Yeah, I know you. You know, you guys are there. You guys got all those. You know, the biggest media capital in the in the world. You know, New York City. You right. know, you guys. Uh, I know you. You know, uh, just wanted to see what the feeling was um, on your end, but I'm gonna keep an eye on them. And like I said, I'm still wearing my Odell jersey, Giants. He'll be a giant to me all the time. So. <laughs> but there I, you go. but I oh, still still might go get that Browns window. <laughs> Yeah, and put on a Le'Veon Bell jersey uh, at the same time because the Jets, uh-huh. we're making moves. I like what we see. So I'm not going to get excited, but I like what we see so far. Yeah, yeah. Jets doing big things, man. I mean, they paid him that money. I mean, they got money left now after they don't pay it. <laughs> Give him Cromartie all those big contracts. <laughs> <back in day. laughs> right. So they got, they got some dough. And uh, it'll be good to see the Jets get back in the forefront because I remember – 
you know, like in the late 90s, 2000, the Jets used to ball. When they had Chad Pennington, yeah, yeah. Jets used to ball yeah, out, man. Yeah, um, yeah they And then um, when they had Vinny Testaverde back in the day, they balled out. And, you know, they had a yeah, – they used yeah. to ball. So yeah. um, I think they're getting their groove back. You know, it's it's been a long time. That, you know, they didn't get as bad as the uh, – as they didn't catch it as much as the Browns, but – the fact that they're making moves in free agency to to put something on the you know on the field a better product on the field yeah it's going to make a huge mm-hmm. difference for them so I'm definitely yeah. going to keep an eye and on that. Yeah, how about too. the young quarterback too? Yeah, how about the, I mean you got to check down running back like that. That should help out uh, you know a young quarterback like that. So absolutely, right. absolutely, man. So um, moving on to some other stuff now, Ghost, you had a chance to check out the. Um, my special edition of the the Martin Luther King um, yes. assassination um, with um, right. with uh, the famous author Mr. Wexler, Mr. Wexler, who came on and yep. uh, that guy had actually been all over the place and um, yeah out of out of I was ask you about him. yeah he he actually is an expert um, he's an expert in, in in research criminal research things like that he's been on um, mm-hmm. CNN and some other places and. Um, you know, I got to talking about you know you were interested in the Kennedy assassination, and I said, "Wow, that's funny because yeah. that's one of the things that I that I that's how I got started." Um, mm-hmm. what you what you guys think about his synopsis of who did it? What you what you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was very I thought it was very, very interesting. I, I was going to ask you before I answer that. It's for well, how did like you said, you're, I know you're a history buff, and you know, it's so am I. Yeah. How did, what what was the genesis of that episode? Well, like, how did you um? Well, what it what it was was in and what he was what he basically was saying because you know he you know he he talked in big words. I tried to lay it out as he was saying it so that the listeners could understand. But basically, what he said was a lot of people look at the government. Um, and he said the government wouldn't do it, right? He said he doesn't think it would be in the government's best interest because, um, you know, the government had the Vietnam War going on. They had all these different things going on, um, the civil rights riots and all this stuff going on at the time. So it wasn't in their best interest to do it. But basically, yeah, sure. what he, what he was saying in a nutshell was, it was a group of um, white nationalists, which, yep. in today's age, would be considered uh, jihad extremists. That's what you would compare it to. So they were basically mm-hmm. Christian extremists who believed that, according to their history and their word in the Bible, that there was going to be a race war. Right, and because there was going mm-hmm. to be a race war, he was the he thought that Martin Luther King, whoever the, the uh, he named the guy, that the leader of that group, um, yep. was saying that Martin Luther King was supposed to be that Messiah, and so yeah. how well. do you how do you ignite that? You you kill the Messiah who's trying to calm everything down because King was about peace and calming mm-hmm. everything down to start the race war, mm-hmm. and in the race war, if you get yeah. the race war to happen. Um, obviously, the leadest, uh, the the white nationalists are supposed to win that war, and then they go on to rule everything. Um, exactly. And and, and and so basically, the Memphis Mafia that they were referred to was basically just a group of assassins that were for hire. They weren't actually mafia-tied yeah. guys. They were a group of assassins, specially trained to do specific things for like hire. that. The white nationalists mm-hmm. hired him. They did surveillance on him. Uh, they followed him. No different than a. Um, um, a hitman. Yeah, a hitman, or um, I forgot the one, mm-hmm. um, the word they used in military terms, but no different than that. And uh, that's who actually, uh, that's who actually killed him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was a very um, interesting episode, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why I think what drew me to it is it wasn't one of the more common podcast topics. Yeah. Right. That you come across. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Yeah. Totally different. Uh, and you know, Frank, as far as listening to the podcast, you get some of it, a lot of it gets repetitive. Right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, so I thought it was a great episode. How, how did you end up getting yeah, Mr. Wrestling? Like, how, how did you, how did you guys connect? What I did was, you know, I, um, I did, uh, some research and I just, you know, I just pulled up, um, assassination in Martin Luther King and, so you mm-hmm. get everything, right? You get the conspiracy theories, you get books, mm-hmm. you get everything. So when I saw the book, um, typically if they have any type of social media attached to them, an author or a, a writer or somebody like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I looked it up on Twitter. I'm like, oh, there he is. 
It was it was that easy, literally. Mm-hmm. And it and, and he had mm-hmm. in there, he had in his his bio DMs open. So I DM'd him. And I spoke with him, told right. him what I was oh, trying wow. to do. And uh, he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, let's let's do it. Um and he's also been in some other shows as well. If you go to YouTube and you put him put in his name, you'll actually see that he's mm-hmm. done some other stuff. He studied um um uh, Malcolm X assassination, Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. he studied Kennedy, mm-hmm. obviously, he studied, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole situation with, you know, when you talk about the Holocaust, the guy's just a, yep. he is a plethora of information, and it, um, his book yeah. is, is amazing, yeah. his book is amazing, but he's going to come back on, I'm going to have him back on to do um, another episode, uh, I just haven't decided which one we're going to talk about yet, but um, great, you know, great information um, and I think he broke it down. And when you think about it, when you think about all the conspiracies and stuff, mm-hmm. his made more sense to me. Like this is what could make yeah. sense more. Makes yeah, more I'm sense. To you, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I actually have a whole episode, but uh, I, I'm listening to you when, when you're saying, Frank, it's very powerful stuff, man. It makes you really think. And uh, I mean, I have one question for you. In his opinion, were they? I mean, I, I know they're successful as far as you know, assassination, but was it was their plan successful? They deem it. They deem that a successful uh, assassination. I say, or he. Well, to be honest, we didn't get we didn't get into it in detail. But he did say that it was not supposed to happen that day. It wasn't. It wasn't. He said it wasn't supposed to happen that day. Um, Right. He he said that basically the you know there was an opportunity. Those guys were in the area. Mm. They brought him in, and basically they they took care of it. Um, and apparently wherever he, wherever the shooter was in comparison to, you know, where King was standing, it wasn't, you know, a hard shot to make for someone that was skilled with a, uh, with a rifle. So, but it it wasn't supposed to take place that day. And I do believe, I think he, I think he thought that, um, uh, that he was still alive when they took him to the hospital. Um, but Okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to happen. Um, you know, there because there are so many conspiracies out there. But no, it, it wasn't supposed to happen. And uh, it was crazy, man. Some of the stuff he was saying is, is, yeah. is scary because, um, like they tried to say that King was, um, you know, he was he was cheating on his wife, cheating on on, on Mrs. King. Yeah. And he he brought right. up that point yeah. that 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 basically was the FBI. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, Hoover had a problem because King was speaking out about the civil rights and their the way that they just ignored what was happening when people were getting beat and then all this stuff and they ignored it. So that's the, the vendetta that Hoover had uh, against King. He didn't like him basically being uppity, if you will. So, right. you know, but a lot of interesting I mean, stuff, he, man. He made it the most believable. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, of, of the theories that I've, I've heard, he gave a very compelling case of, yeah. it, 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 it really sounds like, you know, that's, Probably how things could have went. I mean, it was uh, very popular. And Frank, you got to re-release. I'm going to do it ourselves. So we're going to uh, shout out. That's another uh, episode. Maybe to shout out in April. Yeah, I want to listen to that. Episode, yeah. yeah, that was the, that was a very yeah that was a very good episode. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then if you guys haven't checked out the other one, um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, and it's a crazy title, so I'm not going to say the title. But if you go and look and search and you subscribe, <laughs> you'll see it. Um, my episode okay. with uh, Jane Elliott. You, you guys familiar with her? Okay, Jane, Jane Elliott. No, I'm gonna tell you. You probably with, um, are. Let me let me tell you. Um, have you ever seen anything yeah. on Facebook or on social media? And there's this white woman with gray hair. She wears glasses and she's talking about race. Have you ever seen any of like the videos? Um, she did mm. a. She did a. She was on um, Oprah. She was been on. She's been on a number of different shows. But Jane Elliott. Okay. Is like 82 years old now, 82 or 83, but for over 30 years right. she's been um, like a pioneer fighting against racism. And she did a um, not an experiment. She doesn't like to call it an experiment, but it was a, a basically brown eyed, blue eyes type of test. So what she did right. was, okay. and, and well, here's what's ironic: she did it the the couple of days after King was assassinated. She said this is what made her do it. She lived in Iowa, predominantly white um, school. And what she did okay. was she said, okay, all the kids that have brown eyes are over here. All the kids that have blue eyes are over here. And she treated the kids with brown eyes different than she treated the kids with blue eyes. And so okay. what, sure. en- what ended up happening was she would say things like, okay, ghost, you got brown eyes, so you get an extra snack. 
And if if Big mm. G said, you know, Big G's got blue eyes. Big G says, well, what about me? Well, no, you you're you you have blue eyes. You don't get an extra snack. She did little stuff like that, yeah. and then she had them switch. Mm-hmm. And she said, you see changes in people. And what she was trying to say was, if you are basically taught that you are better than someone else based on race, this is this is you what you get. Your personality. Yeah. And wow. so she does this program. She's she's been doing it for years, but she does this with CEOs. She breaks down how black people are the first the first people that were actually here, how they migrated. She talks about how the mm-hmm. map, the map uh, of the United States is not the, you know, the, the, the actual map. Um, she I mean, she's just oh. a plethora of information. And Jane doesn't hold any anything back. So if you guys get a chance, oh, okay, def- okay. <laughs> definitely check. check it out. And, and if you if you if you Google her, if you Google Jane Elliott, you'll you'll see. I, I guarantee you'll probably recognize her face. But she doesn't hold any punches. Right, right. And that episode is is in one of the most epic episodes I had. She told me before she came on. She said, you know, you might get some people that don't that don't like it because I'm gonna tell you. I said, well, Jane, is let's be honest, and that's what I want you to be. You know, so I think you guys will like that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was, was Jane was she an educator or what, yes. what was her? Yes, she was an educator. Okay. She's a teacher, and she lived in a okay. predominantly tie, uh, you know, all white town. She talked about when she first went to college how everything that she was told about people of color was a lie. She said when she went to college, she mm-hmm. found out not only that black people had more money than she did, were smarter than than she was. And had a lot more going on than she did. She said she wished she hadn't. She said she wished she had been told that when she was a kid, because she could have had more friends. Those are the people you want to be around. But she was always told mm-hmm. racism. You know, she, you know, you know, racist stuff. And black people don't do this. Black people don't do that. And she found out something totally different. And uh, you right. know, she, she is, uh, you know, she's, she's amazing. I think you guys are really enjoying. She even talks about how schools they. In schools, how you're indoctrinated to do different things like they, they're not teaching. They're teaching you how to be a good citizen. They're not teaching you about mm-hmm. history, you know, and, and, and she, she's just she's amazing. She's amazing. So, yeah, I'm going to check that out. You definitely got to check her out. And if you it, if you Google, if, if you Google, um, she was on like Nightline back in the day or 2020 or something back in the day. But if you Google it, um, it'll definitely come up in YouTube and you guys will see a lot of her stuff. Yeah, uh, go check that episode out and 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 listen to her. But uh, it was it was amazing. And Frank, when did you release that episode? That episode was in maybe May of last year. May. Okay, might have sure. been May of last year. We'll check it out. It, you know what it says? I just brought up on Google. She's she's uh she's a, there's a lot of information on her. So I, I need to check. I need to learn more about her. Yeah, it it starts off just so the title it starts off as racism is far worse than 50 years ago, but then there's more to it. So I don't, you guys will laugh when you see the title, but it says racism is okay. is, <laughs> is 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 far worse than it was 50 years ago. Um, but Jane is awesome, so you guys can check that one out too. But you know, man, um, as we're getting ready to close, I don't want to you know go into it, but last topic, one thing we want to touch on for a few minutes, and then we we're gonna get get out of here and come back again. Um, right. current status without putting any type of political affiliation, unless you guys are comfortable with it, but just overall, you know, we got election coming up in 2020. There are a lot of candidates that are out there. There are a lot of things going on, um, you know, in politics, in government, uh, whether it be locally or, you know, obviously, you know, federally, um, in the white house, what are you, what are you guys opinion on the, on the current status of, um, of, of, of our country as, as overall and from a political view? Political standpoint, based on what you see. For me, me personally, this is a big G talking. Me personally, the, the way I see politics right now is um, is too much division. Mm-hmm. And I, what, what, what I mean when I say that is that there's too many uh, agendas, there's too many um, uh, backdoor deals going on. And it's, I mean, I, 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 when I think of politics, I want someone who's going to be uh, upfront and honest. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's what, that's kind of why I support Obama so much. Where you know, it's definitely um, it's nothing, new, nothing to do with race, really, or or color. It's just more so uh, the person themselves. Right. And I think um, the new candidates we've seen, we've seen a lot more on both sides, truthfully, Republican and Democrat. We're seeing uh, people who care about the people. And that's that's what obviously that's what you want. Someone uh, uh, you want someone's going to care about everyone and uh, and do things as best for everyone's uh, uh, best interest at, at hand. So. That's what I think about someone who's going to be uh, there for the people, who's going to be involved with the people, 
and uh, make the best decisions that protect us and uh, help, help us grow, you know, financially and also as a as a person. So uh, that's what, that's what I think about when I think about politics. Cool. For me, it's else. For me, um, I, I've never been a huge. I follow politics. Mm-hmm. I've never been a huge fan of it uh, because to me, a lot of times politics is it's sales. Right. And I, I've always felt that even even as a kid, people have their own agenda. Mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to between Republicans and and, Dem- and Democrats as well too. Mm-hmm. People they campaign for what their constituents and what they want first. And, and and what ends up what happening is, you, you know, you can't always keep your campaign promise. promise right, right, right. That's you, right. You, you gotta, you have to cater to everyone. You have to. And just in the state of affairs now, you're not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, I'm a, you know, at my age, this is probably the most divided I've seen, you know, politics in years. Yeah, I mean, it 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 it's almost. In my opinion, it's almost comical. It's like it's not like it's not real, right? Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's just the things things that are going on or what's that is like, you know. And like I said, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be a, a, a Trump dasher. <laughs> right. It's just the fact that you know you're you're seeing, uh, you know, the White House. It's like almost like a bunch of kids. Yeah. It's, it's more. It's more. It's more of a, like almost a reality show. Yeah, it's almost like reality TV. It's almost like reality TV, and it's like I've never seen just two sides so separated. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I, I watch. You now for me, I watch. I watch CNN and I watch Fox. I watch both. Mm-hmm. And, and just to, you know, I watch them, Frank, for the purpose of seeing. You see some some arguments that have these such hard stances where I say, how could you not see that side? Like right. you can support whoever you want. But I just don't understand how could you never see the other person's side, right? You know what I mean. And when when you when you're at that type of point or in that environment like that, nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. You you have to be able to at least put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, and, right. right. And and for the, the candidates, I honestly I haven't made up you know uh, kind of my mind or or who I would like to see. You know, I'm still kind of in the feeling out process. Mm-hmm. I, I I do believe that I try to be fair and, and and you know listen to all sides and listen to all arguments and, and their agendas. Uh, but like I said, it, 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 it's the most divided I've ever seen. Yeah. And at, at the particular point, I, I don't know right now who is that person that that will change that. You know, so I'm still in the, in the feeling out process. But uh, it's, it's a crazy time. I mean, you guys you, you guys do your homework. This uh. <laughs> You gotta do your homework out there. So you gotta know who they are, what they stand for, and kind of read between the uh, red lines, so to speak. Where uh, don't pick just the pick. No, you gotta, you, gotta do, you gotta do your homework. Do your homework. Don't pick just the pick. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I agree with that, and and um, very much like um like like both of you. You know, I believe in the whole. You know, if you have two sides, you should be able to come to the middle because at the end of the day, you guys aren't the ones being impacted by it. We are, right? So you should be able to come to some type of closing and conclusion, how, well, you know, I can get a little bit of, you know, this side can get a little bit, this side can get a little bit, and then we can come together and then the people can get a little bit. Cause we're, we're, we're not, you know, I think as people, we're not saying give us everything. I think what we're saying is, Hey, do something, come together and stop saying, well, Nope, I'm not doing it. I know it's the wrong thing to do. I'm not doing it because I'm on this side and vice versa. Right. You know, that's um, so true. That's, that's the biggest. That's the most frustrating part. Yeah, you know, and nothing happens. And when nothing happens, we're the ones that suffer. You know, so um, I wanted to get a little feedback on you guys, uh, feedback from you guys um, regarding the the status of it. And uh, as we close, man, this has been a, a great episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed um, coming on uh, tonight. Um, gonna have you definitely yeah. have to have you come back, man, or have me come over that way or something. We figured out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, 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 got, we got to get we got to get you on on our podcast and, and definitely be prepared to have a rant. Yeah, we got to get, get, get up your chest, right? Get, get on whatever you say. Therapeutic. Yeah, it could be about whatever you want it to be. Right. Get, you get that rain out. I promise you, brother, you're gonna feel a lot better. Hey, listen, <laughs> that's that's easy. I'm pretty sure. I, I look, I gotta have a rant. Five minutes in my car going to work with the way people driving. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> that'll be an easy one. That'll be an easy one. 
Well, well, guys, before right. we go, before we um, before we close out, guys, this is uh, this is uh, the host of Real Talk with Ghost and uh, Big G podcast. Um, why don't you give, go ahead and give everybody um, your platforms and and all of your social media stuff that you're actually on, so they can go out and follow the, the great content you guys are putting out. Sure, no problem. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you can you can reach us. Real Talk with Ghost and Big G. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter, Ghost and Big G. Uh, you can email us, realtalkgb at gmail.com. Uh, we're available on all your podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. So we're everywhere. And, uh, you know, we definitely uh, appreciate all the support. And, you know, this, this has been great, Frank. It's been a great episode. And, you know, I'm glad that you uh, let us come on your show there. And we definitely want to get you on ours. And uh, I think it'll be a fun, uh, a nice, fun episode. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate, uh, you know, you know, meeting you, Freddie. You're obviously a stand-up guy. We uh, we definitely appreciate what you do, and uh, with, you know, the content you put out there. Yeah, man, very helpful. We, we appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate yeah, you guys, good. man. Thank thanks for that for that love, man. You know, just trying to, you yeah. know, put, give my opinion and let everybody else form theirs, and uh, just going to continue mm-hmm. to put right. some put some great content on out there, man. But. Hey, man, it's been real, guys, and this is uh, Frank Styles of the Let's Be Honest podcast for Ghost and Big G. We appreciate it, man. Make sure y'all go out there and listen and check us out.